0: You could relate when we go to networking you kind of have this little guard up right you got to come in got to look professional you got to look cool and you got to be you know just kind of fake in a way you know even if you don't want to be there but with Empowered women connect like you could be yourself you had no pressure to sell yourself and no pressure to sell your business you were there to just meet other women and be who you were
1: welcome to the soul ascend podcast with your hosts meg and jen
2: we're going to help you mega manifest and generate your soul's highest ascension in business, relationships, spirituality, money, and health. Welcome and let's dive in.
1: Hey, 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 Jen. Hey, still snowing <laughs> there?
2: Uh, it's still snowing and there is still a palm tree in your background.
1: <laughs> 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 we are on different ends of the country. And we're normally in the soul shed, so this is a whole new experience for us, and I'm actually thinking it's going okay. What do you think? I think so. We're innovative. I'd mean, rather be next to you because you look really good today. You look pretty. <laughs> you, so you only want to sit next to me when I look pretty. Is that what's well, happening? Sometimes <laughs> when you don't look pretty, it's because you just came from yoga. So I sometimes I <laughs> want to sit next to you after hot yoga, because... <laughs> We both know what happens in hot yoga. Oh
2: my gosh. Well, I didn't make it to my class this morning because the teacher didn't show up. I'm sorry. That's the worst. I know. That's only been the second time that's ever happened. And I was so excited because I haven't been to yoga in weeks mm-hmm. because I've been skiing. And so it was like my one opportunity and the freaking teacher wasn't there. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Sad story. All right. But on a more positive note, we have an amazing guest this morning, and I'm so excited to dive into this conversation because I know we're going to go deep and we're going to do it quickly about some conversations that might be hard to address for women in business. So with us, we have the founder of Empowered Women Connect, Hannah McGee. Hannah, thank you for being with us.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I love the banter and the friendship that you guys have. Yeah. And it's funny too, because only
1: when, I mean, the, the true connection is shown when Megan and I can just completely blast each other and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and be so connected even through that. And so, yes, we, we have a lot of reverence for each other and respect and grateful.
0: I have, um, I'm the oldest of uh, seven kids, five sisters or five at most sisters, and so you, you like, I can tell that you you treat each other like sisters, which is very um, enduring to me, so I love it.
1: Thank you. It's funny, whenever we go anywhere, Hana, and whenever we go anywhere, the first thing people say to us, no matter where we're at is, are you guys sisters? Yes, I'm, and I'm not surprised. It, it never, ever fails. So yes, that is part of our connection. Well, sure. I mean, I always joke, you know, the more
2: that you... <laughs> You know when people start to look like their dogs or their dog? <laughs> yes, I don't so- know who's the dog, and Jeff. <laughs> I'm hoping it's not me. <laughs> it might possibly could be me. Thanks, Meg. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> Hannah, I'm so excited you're here because you and I met almost a year ago at mm-hmm. an in-person event, and. You know, you were one of the only women that day that I really felt connected with and I, like I wanted to learn more about mm-hmm. you same. and in in your business because I felt like we shared a lot of the same values. I really wanted to kind of like pick your brain about today because you know, as the founder of like literally the name of your company is Empowered Women Connect, Mm-hmm. I know that a value of yours is connecting with women on a deep level. Yes. So would you mind sharing with us a little bit more about exactly what it is that you do and how you connect women together in business?
0: Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it's so true. I I felt the same way that evening that we had over at Kiln and Meridian, it was um, such a great night, but we definitely connected on so many levels, especially about the connection and, and the, um, events at that time that you were you were hosting. And, um, so it was such a, it was a divine, it was a divine appointment, I think. So, um, yeah, so I have been running Empowered Women Connect for almost five years, um, here in the Treasure Valley in Idaho. <clears throat> and really from the beginning, my, my heart was, to create a place where women could connect first. Um, you know, we've all been apart, and I've heard you guys talk about, you know, the, the traditional networking groups, you know, where you are really just like out passing your cards out, expecting referrals and, you know, um this just false expectation of each other and something that never really goes anywhere. And and I was kind of sick of that because I'm like, I don't want to refer just this one realtor that I don't even know. Um, And I'm not connected to, but yeah, I feel obligated that I have to refer them and, you know, in any business. And then too, with the limited industries, you only have one industry for each, uh, for each person. And um, my husband is actually the one that said, well, why don't you just start something of your own that you want to do? And so um, from the beginning, there was actually another gal that was starting a a group called Collaboration Over Competition. And I reached out to her and I'm like, hey, I want to do something here in Canyon County, which is like Nampa Caldwell area. So she actually was very supportive and kind of helped um, kind of help me just get an idea of what that looked like to start. But what I really wanted, hers was kind of more, more business focused, but I wanted to open it up for all women because all women want to connect, not just if you own your own business. And like I said, going back to it is I wanted to lead with connection And who are you? What are your passions? Um, you know, our business or our job should not fully define us. It is part of who we are most likely, but uh, there's so much more to us than what do you do? And so I really wanted to open that up for women who maybe stayed at home with their kiddos or worked in corporate and, um, to, because everybody wants that connection and be able to support each other. And so, um, you know, I, I kind of, changed the the way that my friend had helped me start that to really open it up to everybody um and you could see right away just the weight lifted off your their shoulders like you know i think you could relate when we go to networking you kind of have this little guard up right you got to come in got to look professional you got to look cool and you got to be you know just kind of fake in a way you know even if you don't want to be there but with Empowered Women Connect, like you could be yourself. You had no pressure to sell yourself and no pressure to sell your business. You were there to just meet other women and be who you were. And so it quickly grew um, where, you know, we started with 20-ish women. And, um, you know, it grew where it was 40, 50 women pretty in the next couple months. Um, and then I found that uh, majority of the people that would attend – we're from all over the treasure valley, not just in my area of the area of the valley. So I opened it up and, um, for, for not just this area, but the whole treasure valley. And so we meet in different locations through for every month, um, in women owned businesses, highlighting different, uh, businesses and how they can get connected. Um, but I think the value that I've always offered is that you can come as who you are. You don't have to have a business and you don't have to prove something. And, um, and I think women really were drawn to that because it was just, it wasn't the normal, the normal networking group. And, um, and so that's kind of what I've kept consistent for the five years is that connection first. So.
1: Mm. You know, thank you for sharing that, Hannah. And I know there there's something that you said that I, that kind of struck me and you said that you don't have to, you don't have anything to prove.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I actually think that feeling or that mindset of trying to prove something is where that competition yes, more within mm-hmm. these different communities of women that are, you know, maybe mm, maybe not showing up in full collaboration with the integrity that mm-hmm. we expect. And I think that that's where it's born is that there's something to prove. So breaking that down, yeah, lowering that boundary and that barrier is, is a great way to kind of, you know, snuff that out and get rid of that competition before it can even start. Yeah. And, and that's, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say exactly probably what you're going to say is, and that's kind of where I wanted to Megan And I were really wanting to direct this conversation is around this narrative of there's scarcity around, you know, women in business and that we mm-hmm. have to compete with each other in order to be successful. Yeah. So I would love to just start a conversation there about how, you know, you've been able to bridge that gap and, you know, what you do in your practices with your community and how you've built your community so that you can bridge that gap and women mm-hmm. don't feel the need to prove themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. I That was definitely one thing right from the beginning that I wanted to open that conversation with the women that attended. Um, even though I opened it to everybody, I would say the majority of the women that still came were entrepreneurs. Um, and one thing that I made clear and I would talk about in our mixers, especially in the beginning, is that um, you know, we, most women are not here to steal your business especially you know if you're in your same industry um most women don't want to take your clients you know they're just trying to make it on their own and so what i would actually do to um to make it kind of uncomfortable for these women because i think once one just like we were talking about the insecurities that we have we we're afraid i think because we know we're not perfect and so we don't want to share our insecurities with the other people in our same industry because what if what if they see our insecurities and come and take something away? I mean, it's these false, false lies, right, that we believe that are absolutely, for the most part, ridiculous. And so, what I would do in these mixers is I would actually break these women into their same industries. And so I'd have a group of photographers, I'd have a group of um, like salon owners. I would have a group of realtors uh, or same industries. And that automatically would make them uncomfortable, right? Be- because um, some of them were friends, but some of them considered each other competition or uh, you know, didn't want to break down those walls at all. And then what I'd have them do is introduce themselves, that would be their first question. And then I would say, I would ask them, what is one of your superpowers? Um, and what is something you kick ass at, you know, and that you are very proud of what you do. And then what is one thing that you are struggling with? What is something you need, um, in your life or business right now? And so it was very difficult for those, for, for any of us. And I mean, I admit too, that I've had those insecurities of, of competition as well. And, but it was so cool because once those women shared one, their strength, but also their weakness the walls started coming down because they finally saw the vulnerability one. They also realized, Oh, I'm strong in one area and they need my help in another or in that area. And then something that I'm struggling with, they're strong in. And so it was cool to finally see that I don't need to compete because we're very similar, we're very alike. Um, and then another thing they started seeing too, was that, um, you know, even though they're in the same industry, they served maybe a different uh clientele or they had something else to offer or whatever. And so it was cool just to be able to lead and give them those uh icebreakers um to to break those uh, walls down. And so I would do that on every other mixer, I would do something like that to cause women to be uncomfortable (laughs) and a little vulnerable because what I have seen too is when you can become vulnerable and it doesn't have to be fully deep, but enough to kind of break down that it's amazing how connection truly happens and how growth happens there with being vulnerable. And then it was so cool to just see how, how women was like, Oh, well I can help you in this, in this part of your business or, Oh, you could help me. And, um, and then, then that competition breaks down and then there doesn't have to be any. And so that was a huge thing that I really started implementing in the beginning um, to really make that clear that most women are not here to take your your business and your clients away from you. We're here to support each other. We just don't know how. And so that was really cool to see.
2: Hannah, I love that you did that exercise. I think it's such a great tool for women to be able Mm -hmm. to be around women in the same industry and maybe even understand some of the triggers or the emotions that might come up once we stand up next to another woman who might have commonalities or similarities that we do Mm -hmm. and there you could go one of two directions you can either say oh my gosh this person is a threat She has this, she's going to try to steal it from me. She's going to try to take it from me, which is scarcity energy, right? Or we can look at a different lens, which is how do I uplift this person Mm -hmm. and look at ways that she stands out? How do I look at ways that I am unique? And that is the power of collaboration because then we see the ways that we can get resourceful as women and lean on each other for support in areas that maybe we're not an expert in Mm -hmm. and call other women for support and collaborate. So that to me is a big kind of like takeaway that I'm getting from what you're saying. And I love that you did that exercise because in the uncomfortableness with women, Is where we grow and, you know, having those hard conversations.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Are you a woman in business who struggles with sales? Do you feel like you have to hustle and does it kind of feel sleazy? Well, if so, we are inviting you to join us to something really, really special. What is it,
1: Jen? We are hosting our second Women in Business Leadership Lounge in Boise, Idaho on May 20th where we are going to show you exactly how to grow your business using connected, empowered sales strategies that will help you move the needle forward fast in your business.
2: This is going to be a fun full day event where you can immerse yourself with delicious food, live music, red carpet entrance, and amazing women in business who are ready to connect, ready to collaborate, and
1: ready to grow with you. And I think you forgot to mention the champagne. The
2: champagne, endless amounts of champagne.
1: <laughs> and not only that, but we're inviting some of our mentors and friends that have built five, six, seven, even eight figure businesses in the Idaho community. And they're going to show you how they did it through a heart centered, connected way. So go ahead and visit us
2: at soulascendcoaching.com to learn more about this one day event and to grab your spot.
1: Well, and that Meg, I just want to I have something to say about that too because I think it goes back to safety. Yeah. And I I I really appreciate this because for me, if you really tap into what are women naturally born to do? I mean, we're natural helpers, right? Yeah. So being in competition is actually very masculine, like hormone driven from testosterone, whereas helping and supporting is actually our natural way of being feminine leaders. And so it's really speaking to these things. It's like if you go into that fight or flight, like Meg was saying, right, that's that masculine energy. And it's drawn from the fact that we're in a space where we don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. So we draw on our masculine energy to take us out of our natural way of being. Whereas when we're given safety, mm-hmm. then our natural way of being, which is collaboration, which is helping can come out.
0: Yes.
1: And so I, I think that that is what happens when you create safety, like you have Hana, in your communities. And like, we really try to do for our community
0: mm-hmm. because
1: that's when women can actually get out of the competition and move into that natural feminine leadership.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think you described it so perfectly as far as, you know, I think we have come from this era of competition because, you know, the, it was so male dominated and that's the expectation. So we didn't know anything else, right? Especially if we've been in larger corporate companies where men have led more that, you know, that's the expectation. But I that the cool thing is we're seeing now as women that you know there is a play, maybe a place for that for men that drives that you know motivation but we are not motivated by competition i i mean i guess i take that back there's a little like we all have there's some competitive competitiveness in us but it looks different than how men compete we we strive but i think we we actually do better in our own business, when we find that way to support each other, then then to compete, because I think then we like you said, the scarcity part holds us back from doing better in our business and doing better in supporting other women than if we let that go and just stay in our lane and focus and support, you know, uh, other women, too. So I think you described that so, so well
2: unfortunately, you know, we don't learn those lessons in high school and sometimes it illuminates in business and it's a very like scarcity mentality way to handle business instead of just addressing it right then and there.
1: So. And Hannah, I just want to share with you, Meg, can I share with her what our commitment to each other is? Yeah, please do. And I think this is a conversation that we're having and I, I, I think we're all, you know, I I love what you said, Meg, I mean that, that analogy, but it's like, Early on when Megan and I were partnering up, we made a commitment to ourselves. And if every woman could listen right now (laughs) to this commitment, it would solve so many problems in business with other women. And we have a commitment to have the uncomfortable conversation so that we actually, what we actually say is have a two minute uncomfortable conversation that will solve a two year resentment, right? Mm -hmm. So we're willing, we love each other and we respect each other and ourselves let's be clear enough to as soon Hannah, I'm not kidding. As soon as something comes up, cause stuff comes up with Megan and I all the time. I mean, sure. like, this is real life. And when stuff comes up with Megan and I, we don't, we don't move a muscle. We don't move a muscle until we deal with it. And yeah. it, it, and it's Meg, this triggered me. I need to talk to you about it right now. Yeah, Jen, You triggered me when you said that we need to have a clearing conversation right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: it solves it in 2 minutes we're done we hug each other and life is beautiful and so i think megan and i are really strive to be that example for women to see that we can still butt heads on things it doesn't happen like every day but it happens you know frequently where we have to go no this is this is coming up but we are adult enough we we respect ourselves enough to make sure that we're honoring each other to have Mm -hmm. those conversations right away. And so we hope that we can be a bridge for women to do more of that.
0: Yeah. I would love to ask you guys too, because I, you know, for you, because you have that relationship, right. You have that agreement, right. And I'll have that with my sisters or some close friends, like let's deal with this now. So it doesn't fester. But I know because I have this question that is asked of me too. Well, If I'm trying to bridge that gap or work out this issue or address this, and I'm trying to get a hold of this person or deal with this, and they're not willing to respond or they're not willing to, you know, to meet or, you know, work this out so that we can just come to a resolve, whether we're going to be friends or support, you know, like show up together or whatever, but at least just resolve the the miscommunication or whatever it is if that person isn't willing to like, where do you, where do you take that next step? And, and I'm asking for people have asked me this because, but also for myself, because um, when you are in the same industries, you will have those either miscommunications or something was said that wasn't true, you know, and you want to just deal with it. Right. But that other person is not willing to, where do you go from there is what I would love to chat about. Like tools that we can use and and be able to set a good example for others about that.
1: Mm -hmm. I'll say one thing, and I know Meg has something to say, (laughs) but I'll just share my mindset around it: is that I can only clean up my side of the street. Yeah. So, um, for me, I've learned that making amends with people, you know, having clearing conversations, my responsibility is myself. Mm -hmm. And if I know I have made a clean, loving, nurturing connection to someone that truly is wanting to hold space for them, not just projecting onto them. And I've I've cleaned up my side of the street. Then I let go of the outcome because I know where my intention was and I matched my intention with aligned action. Yep. So that I'm clean, right? And I know Megan has something to say about this too, but that's how I handle it. And Mm -hmm. that's my mindset around it, Hannah.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah. I I agree with you. I
2: I can't tell you how many years I've tried to force people to be on the same page as me.
0: Sure. <laughs> you
2: know, this doesn't even have to do with disagreements. This yeah. can do with, you know, when I was running a health and wellness company, right? Trying to make people make better choices and make that decision for themselves. I can't force anyone mm-hmm. to do anything, but I yeah. know I can play my part in in that and cleaning up that mess and having that conversation. And it's really hard to let go, especially mm-hmm. if you feel connected to someone. Yeah, But if they're not willing to meet me, at least part of the way, I can't force anyone to do anything. Yeah. Right. So this is where it gets tricky because I think as women, we want so much to be able to be of service and we tend to personalize things that happen and make it about us. Right. But as long as you do your part and know that you've done everything that you can to heal or remedy the situation, I can't force anyone to treat me the same way. So I'm, why are you looking up that way,
1: Jen? Because I, I'm having this epiphany right now. It's really weird. And I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Megan's like, "What is what did I say? (laughs) No, as you were saying, it was triggering something to me because I think there's a caveat to that, Meg. And maybe you can let me know how you feel about this. I think you can clean up your side of the street. However, I do think there's a caveat there because I do think that if someone is hateful or if someone directs venom and someone directs direct toxicity at you by name calling hate speech, you know, things like that don't require me to respond because that is a different mm-hmm. level. Different point. So I, I actually, as you were saying that, I was like, I don't actually think that's always true because I do think there's a line. And mm-hmm. I do think that's a boundary that if someone does that to me and attacks me personally, yeah. I that i don't i don't need to clean up anything it's just like nope i'm protecting my space does that make sense 100% okay. i mean there i this
2: is the, i, I love it it's going down this route because <laughs> there's one of two people there's the person that maybe shares the same values as you in which going the extra mile is worth it in order to salvage whatever might have happened Mm -hmm. Then there's the other side of it where someone's trying to suck something away from you or take something away from you. And that's where you need to piece the Mm. F out. And unfortunately in business, and you know what I call them sometimes is a snake dressed up in a unicorn costume. (laughs) Mm. There are sometimes people who unfortunately do not have the best intention. And for me, I try to Pollyanna my way through that Everyone's good natured. Everyone wants the best in me and my business. And I try to make them be someone they were not. So I do agree with you, Jen, that there are situations that you just need to walk the other way because the more that you try to change them or convince them or try to make them think like you think, it actually can do the opposite where yeah. all of a sudden their toxicity then leaks into who you're being and can possibly damage your business. And unfortunately I've been able to experience that, that
0: firsthand. Yeah. That's, and, and it's said, uh, I'm glad you said that, you know, to clarify, cause there are definitely, um, you know, two types of people, you know, that you have to really ha- use your judgment on, you know, like you said, or how much, how hard are you trying to convince them or trying to change them, um, you know, to align with you? Um, and it's, it. I think that's where too, I think as leader, I go back to the leadership thing too, because as a community that you're creating, no matter where you are, people are watching you to see, especially if some of these things are public, how are you going to respond to these? this thing. And how are you going to treat that other person or other group or whatever? Not everything is positive and Pollyanna and rainbows
2: and butterflies and unicorns all the time. I don't want to be friends with everyone. Yeah. No, nope. I really don't. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago, I would have said I did. <laughs>
0: For sure,
2: And that's the hard truth because I'm so committed to pouring into the women who align in values and have deserved and earned that trust. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to pour
0: into. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the thing is, um, depending on kind of where you're my, I would be the same thing, you know, being a people pleaser, a lot of my life too, is just, I wanted everybody to like me and every, everything to be okay. But you get to this point in your life and your business and as a leader, wherever you are, it's like, you're, you're, you're giving away way too much energy. You're giving away too much time to try to have everybody follow along and make you feel you're okay with them. And you're okay with yourself. It's too much. It's too much work. And it's not what it's meant to be. It doesn't mean that you have to create a toxic environment with those people. So
2: would you mm-hmm. mind helping us co-create a soul assignment or an action step for our listeners based around the conversation of, collaboration
0: over. Mm-hmm. Then. Ooh. Well, I would think <clears throat> really, if, if you, if you're able to take those three questions that I talked about what we do in my mixers, when we break up in groups is if you can think about how, how can you reach out to someone that's in your same industry to break down that competition, maybe someone you're kind of maybe either intimidated by because she. You know, you see it on social media. I'm just because that's where we find a lot of our people, too, is uh, maybe someone in your same industry who looks maybe you think that they look a little bit more put together or more professional than you or whatever. My sole assignment would be reach out to them and say, hey, I, I've been following you. I really admire what you do. This is who I am. This is something I'm really good at. But this is something I'm really struggling with in our my same industry. Um, you know, I would love to hear if that's something that you can help me with or, you know, so it's like, you're, you're really, you're proud of who you are, but you also know that there's a weakness that maybe they could help you with. Um, you know, I will say sometimes it doesn't always go, especially if you're doing it on social media, but you being willing to be vulnerable enough that you're strong enough in yourself that you can say that, you know, this is something I'm struggling with and know that even if they don't respond the way that you're hoping that you can move on and not be hurt by it. Um, I would challenge that. I I have a feeling you probably will find more collaboration with those women when you do that, um, versus, you know, not at all. So that would be my assignment. I think, is that, is that what you're looking for? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's great. It's very valuable. And it, it's a
1: great thought. It's a, it's a great, um, leadership exercise. Also, Hannah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great way for women to step out of their, com- their comfort and really lead themselves, um, powerfully. And I think that it's doing a lot of things by having our listeners do that exercise. So mm-hmm. thank you.
0: Yeah, of
1: course. Yes.
2: Hannah, thank you so much for diving deep with us today. I, I loved this conversation and my wish is that you know women are really impacted by it and they take on the soul assignment that you just gave them
0: oh thank you well thank you for having me uh jen and meg it's an honor to be a part of your community a little bit and um be able to be a part of your podcast and what you guys are doing i'm excited to do more and support you guys and do something together so i appreciate you having me here
2: Did you love this episode? If so, we want to hear from you. And we love
1: reviews. We love five-star reviews. And we also love to connect with our audience. You can find us on Instagram at soul ascend Coaching, or you can connect with us at SolaSendcoaching.com.